I need to be concise, conceited, and concealed. What's your quote, bub? I, I don't have a quote, but I feel like there is, like, on the tip of my frontal cortex is a quote about challenges and about overcoming them. Rising like the titans from the depths of the earth. We need more accents in this show, so I, I want you to do your, your British at, at some point. Now I can't do it. I well, got no, stage fright. No, when, 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 when it comes in the moment. <laughs> oh, precisely. <laughs> okay. I'm so nervous. I'm wringing out my hands. Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to Sally Forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp, brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off, down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. Today we are talking about drawing every single day, unless we didn't. That good? No. I loved it. I yeah, lo- yeah that, I loved that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You laughed. You cried. It became a part of you. I did. Okay. And drawing became a part of my life. Aww. I cried a little bit. Mostly just like sighed. We really. I yeah. There was a lot of sighing. I involved. think I actually probably did cry at one point. <laughs> at one point, I probably cried. Yes, but I, mean, I can't remember where. Some things that happen. For the first time Seem to be happening again But who We're talking about, we took on this challenge because that's what we like to do here. We like to endure pain and suffering for your entertainment. Yeah, pretty much. And what we decided to do was draw every day. Now, this is kind of inspired sort of kind of by Inktober, mm-hmm. um, which is a challenge in October mm-hmm. that you draw every day. And people came up with this because they wanted to do that. Yeah, well, it's a good exercise for creativity because they give you prompts and so you just draw like it's not connected to you know your work because i think this is more like geared toward like professional artists not us not well i mean like i think it started that way is for professional artists yes to you know flex a little bit and to exercise that creativity and not to get out of a rut so that they like start seeing like oh i can do different stuff because a lot of time artists end up doing that one thing right they develop a style they get a skill they get a skill and they do that over and over again because that's what sells for them they've already created that market and so you end up kind of stuck in this like i do landscapes i do plants i do animals i do people like you know you kind of get in that and that's fine to to be uh that's fine to be trained in a you know it's great to have it's great to have your specialty yeah specialty expertise thank you um synonyms we love them oh yes so tasty. 
But this is this happens in any field, and this happens yes. in any any quasi. I think we had an episode that said that everything's creative. So what right away brings to my mind is jujitsu, and everybody has their favorite move that they develop and mm-hmm. get really good at, yeah. and then they get stuck going down these certain pathways. And Where because back on yeah, that. and but yeah. it's a terrible feedback loop because you're successful with it, so you keep doing it again and again. But that makes you in a tighter and tighter spiral and it's harder to break out of it. Yeah. So I think Inktober was kind of an idea to like just have fun, have silly props and just see prompts, have silly prompts and just see where you can take it. And, um, yeah, basically just do a small drawing a day. Yeah. But this wasn't even our problem because we, we weren't in a rut. We weren't even in the wagon creating ruts at all. No. And I think for, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I started taking private art lessons, um, 2021 June. So over a year now. Yep. Year and a half. Yeah. Let's, let's go down this rabbit hole and, (laughs) and what is your, emotional relationship Megan tell us tell us how you feel about drawing and your story that has connected you to ages past and ages future Mm -hmm. and what's going on in that little noggin of yours yeah uh, I'm I'm quite scarred actually Uh, (laughs) but not as scarred as I am when it comes to sewing which again, I'm planning all sorts of sewing. That's a different rabbit hole. Know, we can't I'm go just, inside I'm just two rabbit there's holes. There's two things that I'm I was scarred from, and for some reason, those are like on my top two lists of things to do, which I can't understand why I am like that. I'm a little bit broken. Ain't no use driving. Ain't no use joking. Everything's broken. When it comes to drawing, I always wanted to draw and I always liked looking at things I always knew exactly what I wanted to draw I loved going to the art museum and seeing the paintings and the drawings and those were basically my friends like I had a rapport with those paintings there like we would go so regularly that I was kind of like oh hi over there and hi you know like you know I don't know if you've seen Frozen but you know how, like, Anna's basically talking to the paintings? That was me, right? Like, because I, I knew these paintings, and, like, I would, like, consider different things, and I got excited when there was a new one hanging, and, like, oh, where did they take my friend when they had to, like, you know, remove it and, like, swap yeah. it out with something else? Uh, so very Im- immersed in that world. But I have and had no natural ability. Absolutely none. It, it did not, like, I could look at something all day long and still not be able to figure out how to draw it. And my houses, like, you know, were, like, the square with the triangle. You know, my trees were, like, the, the you know, swoopy rectangle thing with the, like, big f- floofy floofs. And it, it never really progressed farther than that. I had one really fantastic toy from Crayola. It's shine the light and then you put these different cards in and then it was projected onto a piece of paper and you could trace it. Yeah. And that was so fun. I did that for hours, hours. And I think you had like 20 different slides and I was like, just. I don't think it was that many. I did it over and over and over again. And then I love to color. I, I had a coloring book that was Audubon uh, drawings and like 
watercolors the naturalist. and the, the naturalists, you know, so what I did, and so in the back of the book was Audubon's actual piece, and then there was the coloring page of it, and I would painstakingly go back and forth, back and forth, and match the color and get it as close as I could with colored pencils. But to actually create my own lines without that help, it, it didn't work. And then we had art lessons during school, but they weren't very consistent. And I think that the teacher was more used to high school, maybe. Mm -hmm. And so I got kind of lost. And I always had such high expectations for myself. You had such a vision in your head that when it didn't meet up, it didn't. You weren't happy. I was, I was crushed. Yeah. And I, I still have that, that I have such a strong vision in my head that when it doesn't match it, it really hurts. But I've, I'm able to cope with it better now that I'm able to say, like, you know what? This is part of the process. It's never going to live up to your head. I've, I mean, I basically, I've failed often enough to learn how to deal with it. But back then, I hadn't. Right. Uh, and so every time I was crushed and I took it so personally, and that's the hard thing with failure in a skill, in a skill that you are learning, it's really hard not to take it personally. It's really hard for you not to start generalizing as I can never do things. I can never do this right. It's never going to work. And you just like make this narrative of I can't draw. I can't do this. And I did have the, the misconception of that you, you, it happens naturally. Yeah, because, either you know how to draw or you don't. Because everybody I knew who I looked up to that could draw better than me, I would ask them, can you teach me how to do that? And they're like, no, you just do it. Yeah. And that never, like nobody ever broke it down enough for me to start making those connections and so I got very frustrated. And, of course, you being three years older than me, you understood the exercises better than I did. You just naturally had it a little bit better than I did. Like, you could just draw naturally better than I could. Yeah. And I think it's a, um, a little bit of a blessing that I didn't always have such a strong picture in my head of what I wanted it to be. I just kind of went with what it was. Yes. And this was also at the, the point in my life where I hated anything or I did not see the value in anything that was not directly related to the picture I have in my head. Meaning all the exercises of, you know, draw this upside down, draw this without looking, draw this in your other hand, draw, you know, like all those exercises made no sense to me. And I was someone who didn't mind doing stuff if I understood why. And it felt to me like, oh, just do it. Mm -hmm. And to me, that felt like a waste of time and it was difficult and it was not, I didn't see the correlation of it helping my drawing because I never saw that if I did A, it helped B. Right. Like those exercises of drawing without looking at what your hand was doing. Yeah. I loved those exercises. You did. And you did great at them. I hated every minute of it because I'm like, I don't want to draw what I'm drawing. Yeah. Whether I'm looking at it or not, I don't want to be drawing that. Yes. So a little bit of a rebel child. Just a little bit.
I know, a little bit, yeah, rebel and impatient. It's not a great combo. And, and just being really hard on myself, honestly, because I look back, I look back now on what I did. It was really good for the age that I was. And, but if you don't believe what you did was good or you don't see the value in what you did, you're never, like, no matter how much your mom says it's really good. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. And also, I think, you know, a teacher was a little bit more tough love, which didn't necessarily work for me. Um, you know, that we could you know, mm -hmm. leave a whole podcast about different teaching styles. Uh, and I think she was used to teaching in one style, and I was not that kind of kid. Because I was already so hard on myself, any critique. Yeah, well, it, was, again, it felt very personal. It felt very... I, I had no distance. Right. Whatsoever. And it's hard to learn a new skill when you don't put that distance between me failing at this skill and me being a failure. And it's, it's still something I struggle with, right? Like if I make a mistake in a skill, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm working to distinguish that's different from me failing. It's, yes. you know, cause like, you can't deal with every little mistake being a personal failure and that you are a loser and that you're the worst human being that crawled on the earth. That may be the case, but that's not, that's not proof of that. Right. Exactly. That did not like your drawing, not turning out is not the proof of that. Yes. There's, there's other proof. There's other data there's points. There's other data points, but that wasn't it. Uh, so that's, but the thing is, is even, you know, through circumstances, those art lessons kind of petered out. And basically, we kind of dropped it. But it never stopped my love for art. Yeah. And through the whole thing. It never stopped that. And art history and, you know, that all of that good stuff. And it's always, always been there. It's been like this, I don't know, like this mass on your back. Like, I don't know, something that's just a festering wound. Not me, being able to draw? Not being able to draw. Oh, okay. It has always been there. Every year it was, I'm going to learn how to draw. You know, New Year's resolution. I'm going to draw. I'm going to draw. I'm going to draw. And uh, so it's always been there. And then because it's been there for so long, you start, you know, like, oh, you, you won't ever or you can't. And you, you know, but I'm like, you know, and people are like, oh, you, you can't because you never practiced enough or like you're not going to be able to do this because you're not disciplined enough or yada yada enough. And I'm like, someday I am actually going to do it. I'm actually going to do this. It may take a long time, but believe me, it's going to happen. And it it really did. It did. And the thing is, is that another another thing for you guys to realize, <laughs> take some encouragement here. Timing is weird, and timing is important, and sometimes you have to wait. Because sometimes you have to wait for the right opportunity, and you have to be looking for it, but you never know when it's going to hit. Isn't it weird, though, how when you're looking for an opportunity, a certain kind of opportunity, you see that opportunity? Oh, that's what you have to be looking but it doesn't always happen right away no. because the the way I met my teacher 
is that we were working at the same banquet service. And the same horrible job brought you same, together. The same horrible job brought us together, but we didn't really hang out or like we didn't even really talk. All I knew is that she was going to art school, right? So this is such a weird, this is such a weird story. And you really see how God controls our lives. It's so weird. So anyways, I knew her. And then years and years pass, I got, I've always been struggling with my health, but then I got super, super, super sick with mono and trying to find how to get better and everything. And it was around Christmas time, I think. And I was doing a tiny bit better. So then I wanted to, you know, have some Christmas festivities. I had a party and, and that's not even how it happened. <laughs> that's not even how it happened. Oh, okay. Let me back up. So I have mono and then I'm talking to a lady in our church and she's like, I know this lady, uh, she's going to college and she's has mono as well. And she's had such a, such a rough time of it. And she's, you know, had to get an extension on her, on her, on her courses and everything. Anyways, basically she's in the same situation as you are, but she's going to this new doctor that seems to be helping her. By the way, her name is Caitlin. It's the same Caitlin that you worked with. Ah. So... <laughs> Then I'm like, okay, time to, for some covert operations. I find out that she has a business, small business, making macrame and other fiber arts, and that she's going to be at a craft fair. I go to that craft fair. I'm like, oh, hey, hey, how you doing? How you doing? And, you know, everything, you know, we're like, oh, I remember you, yada, yada. So I'm, I'm building rapport again. Here I am. And, you know, we have a nice chat and everything. And then she has these weaving parties. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So then around Christmas time, I throw a weaving party where she comes and brings looms and stuff like that. And we all do a little weaving tapestry thing. And then we started talking about like, hey, I've had monos. You're like, no Your way. covert plan my, worked. My covert plan worked. And my mom was like, really? You want to have this party? You're so sick. And I'm like, no, we need to have this party. I need information. <laughs> and I've never even told her this. This is, I, I don't know why. <laughs> But, like, I didn't really have information. Like, I don't know. Like, it felt awkward to just say, who's your doctor? I don't yeah, know, I like, heard you were really sick. Yeah, I heard that you're miserable and, you know, has have this horrible, horrible disease. Tell me about it. And so I just wanted a more organic conversation and to find out that is she... Because, like, you hear it via via, right? So then you want to make sure, like, is she actually going through what I'm going through? Is this a thing? And... She actually was, and she gave me the name of the doctor I'm still going to, and it's been massively helpful. Yeah. But then, so she, that, that is like, goodbye, goodbye, thank you for the weaving party, thank you for the, the doctor information, and we parted ways. Then, through following her on, on Instagram, Instagram stalking, I find out that she has now become an art teacher. And she works out of school and, you know, all, all good stuff there. And I see what she's doing. I'm like, oh, that looks amazing. I want to do that. So then I think it was around May, May 2021, that I, I message her and I say, hey, would you be interested in teaching private art lessons through the summer, just through the summer? And I just really would like to start learning how to draw. I don't care what it is. I just, you know, you can teach me what your first graders do. Like, I really don't care. I'm at a first grade level, just teach me whatever. 
And she said, of course, I would love to do that. Let's, let's do it. And so something that started at half an hour every week through just the summer has turned into me keeping it up. I do it every other week for an hour now. The art lessons. The art lessons. And it's been so wonderful just to have uh, that encouragement. And it's like a really fun vibe that you're just one-on-one and you're just more like very much building each other up. But then the, she, she did a really good job for me explaining how this transfers. Like with doing the exercises. And there was a couple exercises that we were doing. And I'm like, all of a sudden, those things start clicking. Yeah. And so this is where I want to say about timing. Is that not only do you have to find the right time, like the right opportunity at the right time, because I had bought courses, I had bought books, try to teach myself how to draw. And I usually can teach myself stuff. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at teaching myself things, but for some reason there was that hang up and I could not teach myself. So I had to wait till I had the opportunity that financially and time wise and just health wise, health wise. Yeah. Massively health wise and clicking with this person. I had to wait for all of that to fall into place. Yeah. You know, and you know, time wise too is I was a very different person starting these art lessons than when I had them as a kid. Oh yeah. So like you, you sometimes have to wait and it's frustrating and it's, but to be patient and to say that this was the timing it had to be in. I I don't know. Like, do you do this that that you're like, Oh, I wish I'd done it sooner. Oh, I wish this had happened sooner. Oh, I wish. Very rarely. The only thing is that it would have been really cool if I started jujitsu earlier. Right, because but, you see the benefit of it now, yeah. like, right? Because you're enjoying it now, and you see yeah. the benefit of it. And you but just, you didn't know about it, or you weren't the right, you weren't in the right time. Yeah. So, like, it, to say that, oh, I wish, it's a nice sentiment to say that, oh, I'm enjoying it, right? Or yeah. like with the drawing, but too, it makes like, no sense. But it makes no sense it, because it doesn't that, work that way. That that person wouldn't have been interested then, right? Or it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked. You might have quit earlier mm-hmm. if that if that opportunity had arose and you, you did that then. Yeah. It, it, looking back on your life that way just makes no sense. Exactly. And um, I think that's why I don't understand regret too much. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I should have, would have, could have. Yeah. I'm like, really? Like, you would have made a different mistake. Yes. Maybe a yes. worse one. Yes. So I I don't. I don't look back on life thinking, no, oh, but if I think only. It's, I think it's easy to do that. Yeah, easy but wrong. Yes. Like most easy things. Exactly. Do the hard things. Yeah. That's why we're here. That's why we're making here. Making life difficult for you. Not for them. Making oh. it for ourselves. Oh, it's for ourselves? Oh, yes. I thought we were doing it to them. Well, I mean, they have to suffer listening through That's us. That's what but... I thought. That's what we're trying to inflict pain through this, right? Yes. Okay. That's... Good job. Thank you. High five. Ow! <laughs> Violent. Anyway, so that was that's my long backstory. I don't know if that made any any sense whatsoever. If that was a coherent story time. Lots. That was a good rabbit hole. That was that went oh, deep and far. Thank you. Yeah. That wasn't just a rabbit hole. That was a rabbit warren. <laughs> doing these art lessons every time, it's like, hey, you know, you're doing really great, and I'm like, how do I level up? Bing. I want to level up. Bing. And I, she's like, you know what? You're just gonna have to draw every day. 
And I'm like, I know, but how do I level up? I'm gonna have to draw every day. No, I wanna level up, draw every day. No. It's like, how do I get bigger and stronger? You have to eat healthier. No. Yeah, like how do you want, you know, you wanna have more energy and look better? You wanna have bigger muscles? You gotta lift heavier weights. Yeah. You know, you wanna be smarter? You gotta read more books. Right? Like it's it's just how it works. it's simple, but it's not easy to do. Exactly. So I've always had it where I want to draw every day. I always got my assignments done, but I'm the kind of person that's going to wait, 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 wait. And then the last day, like the day of my art lesson, I get mm-hmm. my assignment done. I'm just that kind of person, procrastinator. Yep. I work I work well that way. So like for big projects, I actually don't hate it. I've come to the point where I actually don't. You just accept the procrastination. I just accept it. Uh, it's just like, I know there's going to be stress and panic later. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. But I would like to draw every day. And this seems like a really good opportunity to start building that habit. Because when you do something every day, and this is why I'm a big proponent for cooking. And I kind of want to make drawing like cooking. When you do something every day, you can chart the ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. But it makes the graph lower, if that makes sense. Not as many spikes. It's not like, this one really made me happy and this one's really good. Then drop down so quickly because the next time you draw three weeks later, it's crap. And then three weeks later, you're way up again because it worked out and you spent a lot of time on it. But then the next time you draw a week later, you didn't have very much time and you were kind of tired and rushed. And then it was poop. Yeah. You know, so then you have spike, 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 and then you're on this emotional roller coaster. And you don't see the general trend. Exactly. But if you do it every single day, you can, like, I've had it, like, I can flip through and I'm like, oh, I really loved what I did here. This one turned out really good. And this one, uh, that part didn't quite work out, but yeah. I like this part. And that, this one, I'm like, it, it didn't work at all. Yeah. So, you know, and that's fine because like you say, you're doing it and you're like, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be a different day. Tomorrow is the song I sing. Yesterday don't mean a thing. I'll make today my next day's dawn. And I'll still be here grinning when the sun goes down. But also when you know that you're going to do it again and do it again soon, it's not nearly as dramatic a failure, right? Because, okay, so this one didn't work out. So what? Move on to the next one. And I, and this is a side tangent for someone with chronic pain, Mm -hmm. chronic pain specifically that you don't know which body is going to show up on a day. For example, this week, even I had a really, really, really bad pain week. It might've been one of the worst pain weeks I've had in six months, something like that. It's been really, really wretched. Uh, and Tuesday, particularly, I had all these plans for Tuesday. Tuesday's usually my big ducks never waver day and I do a whole bunch of stuff and it, it didn't happen. None of it happened. And, but, but even at that, Drawing is something that I should be able to do on those bad pain days. Mm -hmm. 
And the more that I do it every day, the easier it will be to do on those bad pain days. And yeah. then the where the value comes in is that I can say, I did something today. Yeah. And I did something that will further my next day. I did something that will help me later on. I did something that was good. I did something that was beautiful. Even if that means that the entire day I was in bed, I still have that one five-minute yeah. drawing that I did. And it, it boosts your confidence, I, yeah. and it, it really helps. Uh, so that's what I want to get out of drawing every day because – it's something that holding a pencil is very light. You know, I should be able to. It's a low it. impact sport. It is a, it is a low impact sport. No, like for me, like uh, all the art that I do here, like all the making that I do at Ducks Never Waver, the, the goal is to heal from from disease or at least cope with disease, which is a kind of healing. Yeah. And, you know, I do a lot of crocheting because that where is something where I can put a lot of my anxiety and it's something that relaxes my brain for the most part until you have to count there's a lot of counting there there can be a lot of counting and when i'm making a new pattern that those are the taxing days but i also try to make sure that i have those easier projects that when i need to just turn off my brain and get stuff like because like now this is this is just so many rabbit holes okay when you can't, when you're in so much pain that you can't move and you're not move, like you're, you're having a hard time with your body moving that day, your body still has that energy, right? Like, and I think this is where like, it's hard for if people have a job where they sit all the time, you're going to have that pent up energy, even though you you're can't really exhausted. move, you're exhausted, but you have pent up energy. It's, it's the weirdest feeling ever. And that's where it kind of feels like anxiety. And if, if that doesn't get released, then it causes actual anxiety. And, like, causes, like, major issues. It's like revving the engine and having your foot on the brake at the same time. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Crocheting is a really good way that I can kind of push through the pain because I find it very engaging, like gives me a lot of dopamine. And when I'm in bad pain days, it's all about the dopamine. Like it's just all of it. Like I try to balance, you know, get endorphins, but those days I can't get endorphins. It's just, okay, you're going to try to, so that means watching engaging shows, listening to fun music. Chocolate. Chocolate. Chocolate is huge. Dark chocolate is such a saver. It's so amazing. And then you crochet because that like, moves the energy i don't know how to say this it moves the energy through you like it kind of gets that out and so like i can crochet for even like half an hour and be totally spent but then resting is easier i don't know if that makes sense it does in a nonsensical way in a nonsensical way so i have all these you know all the varied projects like if you're wondering like why are there so many different things in the shop like this makes no sense what are you doing? And I'm like, it's because I have to vary what I do. I can't do the same thing every day. Physically, it's impossible for me to do the same thing every day. And mentally, why would you want to? I know. And mentally, it was boring too. And that goes into a whole other thing. That's not related to my chronic pain. Much. Much. <laughs> so the, the drawing has, like, I want to make it a habit. And the thing, we've done it for 30 days. Yes. I don't feel like it's a habit. No. 
And I know not it, for actually, me. it actually takes like two months. It's a good start. And I don't want to mess it up now. Don't mess it up. But I think it was like 8.30, 9 o'clock last night where I'm like, I forgot. You know, so it's still at the, like, it's not a compulsion to I have to do it. You know, like when you brush. Yeah, you got it. You got your, your teeth brushing so down that you're laying in bed like, what's wrong? Impending doom. Oh, no. And they're like, oh, I just didn't brush my teeth. Yeah. So then you go brush your teeth and you feel much better and you fall asleep. I kind of want that for drawing. I want it to be a compulsion. Okay. I don't know if that's a bad thing to want, but I want it to be a compulsion where I don't feel good going to bed without having drawn something. That, that's 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 good. Yeah. And I will say, like, there there is, like, some things that, like, I missed one day because of health and we haven't been doing Sundays. Yeah. But I don't think that breaks a habit. I heard somebody say that some expert on YouTube, right? Yeah, somebody who, who on the it, internet. On the internet, who heard it from another person on the internet, uh, say that if you don't take two days in a row without doing your habit, then it's fine, right? You want to make going to the gym a habit and you have you skip one day, it doesn't break the habit. But if you skip two days in a row consecutively, you're sunk. Like, it's going to be that way harder. It's going to be like triple times the effort to go again. Hmm. Do you find that to be the case? I do. I find that if I skip one day, it's okay, but I have to make sure that I'm I'm doing it the next day. I think it really depends on the habit, right? Because I am super consistent with my habit of going to jujitsu four times a week. That I have three days off in a row. Well, I think, yeah. But, but right? I hit every single morning class, every 6 a.m. class, mm-hmm. I hit. Well, I think, uh, so what you're saying is, like, what is the definition of your... Consistency. Yeah, and what is the def, like, what is your goal in, yeah. your, in your habit? I would say the right. same thing for me working out. Like, my goal is to go three times a week. And to me, it doesn't matter so much what days that is. It matters that I do it three times. So that is that, my, that's that is what, my, so yeah. that's what you're saying. I more mean like, okay, so, so, then, so, so, okay, 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 okay. Let me, let me, let me go down this. I got an explanation. Okay. I have a, uh, illustration. I have a, um, explanation. What do I have? What do I have here? I have a. Exposition? No. What do I have? I have a little. A thought. Example. I have an example. That oh, was a story. I do have a wee little story for oh, you. How wonderful! No, it's actually not a story. Oh. Uh, I know. It's just a boring. I example. have. I have one story. Finally, I got a story lined up, and you just talking this whole time. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Hurry up. Okay, I'll hurry up. So, if your if your goal is to go three times a week, right? Basically, what the the equivalent of missing two days, I would say, is that you either go one time the next week, or you go no times that week. Right. So I would say because if you're saying three times a week and you take a whole week off, then you're going to have a hard time doing your three times a week again. Yeah. That's kind of the the equivalent of your your two days from my two day example. But I would say like with the drawing, because I wanted my goal is to draw every single day. Missing one day doesn't hurt. Missing two days does. Right. Because your goal is to to draw every day. Yes. So I would say whatever your goal is, then you would just amplify it like if you have a week span to do something then missing a week will make it harder yeah 
Okay, I'm done. Was that example helpful? I think so a little bit, yeah. Did it clarify? Uh, it, but it, it was kind of like the answer of like, it depends. But it wasn't really. Well, but it was a specific it depends. It was, it was. Okay. But I, so like for me, not drawing on, on Sunday doesn't like disrupt drawing every day. No, it doesn't for me for, either. No. no. Um, and so, the funny thing is, is I actually want to draw on Sunday. So like, it's one of those things that is like, Ooh, I don't have to, but I want to, so I'm going to. <laughs> I, I'm kind of, that's a little bit my psych psyche. I like doing things when I don't have to do it. But as soon as you're like, you have to do it, you have to draw every day in October. All of a sudden there's a part of me. I was like, I don't want to, you can't make me. Right. So then I got to go back to first principles. Like, no, I actually set out that I wanted, I said I, I said I wanted to at I, the outset. I think that's just the brain. As soon as you make a conscious decision to do something, it's like, nah. You know, like you've said, I've always wanted to draw every day, right? Yeah. Or like, I want to draw more. Yeah. Let's say that. But then as soon as you start setting out to do it, then you're like, do I actually have to? It's not that important to me. I'm really tired. Yeah. Like, I don't know why we play such tricks I, on ourselves. There's so many voices in our heads though, right? Oh, yeah. And there's like, there's the the self-critical and mm -hmm. there's also the lazy 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 brain there's like oh it's it's eight o'clock at night already mm -hmm. had your nice you know end end of the day drink you're relaxed just watch a show go to sleep mm -hmm. takes too much effort too much you're, effort you're too tired too tired you worked really hard takes too long you got to get yeah, all all the stuff out yeah. oh Oh, that sketchbook that's lying on the table with a pen next to it. You got to get that out. Mm -hmm. Oh, so much bother. <laughs> I got to turn to the right page. <laughs> I got to write the date down. <sighs> Just, <sighs> I know. It's like I have to make lines. Yeah. Sometimes they're curved. Sometimes they're straight. It's too much. To keep it realistic, though, I didn't really set how long I had to draw. I didn't set what I had to draw. Really, I said I just have to make lines. Like, I have to make some lines. Shapes. Shapes. Just make different shapes. Um, so, actually, I ended up with less scribble monsters than I thought I was going to. Okay. I, I ended up with more, like, completed, composed things than I thought I was going to. I don't know. For yeah. you, is that your goal, just to make some lines? Or did you say that I actually want to draw a complete thing? Yeah, for me, it was more just an experiment of what would drawing every day look like to me. Mm. And let's do this for the podcast so we have something fun to talk about. I know. I love talking about our challenges. These are, my, these are my favorite to do. I, I think they're fun to listen to as well. Oh, I, hope, I hope they are. Yeah. If you enjoyed it, give us a thumbs up. And if you didn't enjoy it, just be quiet. Just be quiet there in the back. I know. Back. We don't care. Yeah. You in the back, we don't care about you. Yeah. For me... I have wanted to draw well, but I think, like you said, drawing hasn't been extremely difficult for me. So when I draw something, it's not at all perfect, mm -hmm. but it gets the point across. Right. And my drawing's always been to get the point across, right? So I'll draw a sketch of an idea for making something. Yeah, you use it's it for not, communication. Yeah. And that's what it's great for. Pictures, mm -hmm. pictures worth at least 10 words. And... That's all I'm trying to get across a lot of the time when I'm drawing. It's just like, I want to build something that looks like this. And it's I've always been very successful at that. But to do something now where I'm trying to draw what I see and also to draw things 
more clearly, more as like the 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 finished form is the drawing. Mm-hmm. Like you want to look at the drawing. That's that's what was oh, fun. Oh, you want to look at the drawing again? Yeah. Like, well, that, the, the drawing like... isn't a blueprint for what you're actually going to make. So a little bit more an aesthetic goal and a, a beauty goal. Yes. Like, like I I've yeah. never before tried so hard to shade things. Because yeah. shading doesn't matter when you're just trying to get yeah. the general shape across. Yeah. Um, but shading does matter if you yeah. want to look at it and enjoy it and like. Yeah. Oh. Shading is very yeah. difficult. I was impressed with your your shading. But I also just wanted to have fun doing it. I and I was like, this is a skill that if I grow more into, mm-hmm. I'll be able to communicate better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and that, more, that and more complex things like we yes. said, like art, you know, pictorial art. It does not only communicate and convey a physical object communicates an emotion right like or can communicate more complex things than just an object yes precisely that so you're representing on on paper yeah so is that kind of where like you're hoping that it will go more to like an expressive side yes more that you can not only communicate this is what i want to make or this is what i you know i'm thinking but also like more of an expressive that's that's form. that's what i hope in 30 days one i i've had the same sketchbook for 12 years and all of a sudden it's filled up <gasps> basically it feels so good it, it feels I'm, I'm so close to filling up my big one that i bought a year and a half ago when i started art lessons and i'm so close i'm so excited about one the possibility of buying a new sketchbook and two just so having exciting. a sketchbook that's like newer and just be like oh this was the early early years and now this yes. is just like the early years another little aside is i've tried in the past several times over to start a journal and i don't like it i don't i don't like the voice that i i would Pumped much rather ra- yeah i agree uh, um I, yeah it, it either ends up sounding whiny or self-important or I'd much rather write a letter to a friend because I think that I, I just convey thoughts much more clearly and the voice and tone is much better. The sentence structure is better. But the journal of a daily drawing really intrigues me. And it for me, it brings back the day. I'm like, oh, I was feeling this and like, oh, this is like a quick thing I did and I saw this and I just really like that. It brings a lot more emotion to me in a, in a quicker sense than reading a journal does. And I like to see the growth. Yeah, I was going to say you really see the growth. That's so interesting that you say it's like a journal. Because yeah. I, I used to journal back when I would read Dear America books like every hour. Like I, would, I, I read okay. so many so quickly. So okay. then I basically wrote my own... Dear America book. So it wasn't literally me most of the time. Yeah. It was like my play, my pretend. Yeah. Like I was yeah. in the yard and pretend that I'm one of these people and write my journal entry. Yes. So that's funny. Uh, so I gave it up a long time ago. I think it's funny that early on I did not realize that those were books that were written in the style of a journal. I really thought they were a journal. I thought so too. Although weren't they kind of, some of them based off of... Some of them were based off of... But they're very much written by somebody else. Like there's an author's name below it besides the person who is based off of, and they actually did a lot of work. Yes. It wasn't just like cleaning it up and taking the scribbles out. It's like, no, this is actually a composed book with a beginning and an end. Because it always had such a, you know, nice beginning and end. But I think there are some that are more based off of journals than others. Yeah. There's interesting. I do have a book, though, that's Journal of an Early American Boy. And it is 
just the journal. And then what the author did is write stuff down explaining like what oh, farmers really? did. But a, a lot of it was like planted corn. And then the next day was ditto. And then the next day was ditto. And the next no day way. was ditto. I would love to read that because I actually love the format of a journal. Yeah. But it, it was it was the actual text from that from the early American yeah. boy. And what it was, what the author did was just fleshed it out. I was like, okay, okay. this is what a sleigh would be like. And this is what, yeah. why they would do this during this time of year. Oh, it, how did I never read that? I don't know. You weren't special like me. I have it. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I would appreciate that. No, and I think you also see the the mundaneness of life. Yes, much and like, more. And like you see like kind of like the stupid things in a day or like the stupid things that you write about. Yeah. In a day when it's an actual journal instead of like a dramatized yeah. journal. That's that's interesting. But no, I, I think that's a good good point with uh, with, the, with the, drawing the drawing that you have like a visual catalog of, of your day and your like your surroundings and um, what you were thinking and what you're into. Because I'm mm-hmm. sure what like this this whole month, like I, I have drawn so many bunny pictures. Yeah. And I'm hugely inspired by them and i mean it makes sense because they're they're so dang cute and you're spending time with them anyways and, and they're exactly. right there so yeah. a lot of times i'm drawing them while sitting in the bathroom while they're playing right yeah. uh so that you know you you're inspired by what's around you but i i hadn't really been drawing that and you can see some of them i'm going back to my comfort zone i've spent a ton of time drawing plants okay and flowers so you can kind of see like the days where i'm like i can't I kind of go back to that comfort food. Yeah. This is funny because you, of course, had a year of art lessons and a year of drawing. And I hadn't. It was just like jumping in both feet without any preparation. And you didn't read any books or anything like that? Nope. Okay. So I was was just like, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. Yeah. I'll tell you, I was always very excited to see what you did. Okay. I had no no idea what you were going to come up with and I was always so excited. And you always posted before I went to, like after I went to bed. So you got to see it in the morning. So I got to see it in the morning. First thing, I would grab my phone. I'm like, what did Adam do? What did Adam do? Yeah. Uh, so I loved it. And there's some that I, I saw that you did. And I'm like, oh, we should have a workshop together. Yeah. Because I can see what you're trying to do. And I know some tricks on how to do what you're doing because I've been there. Yeah. You know, a little like, oh, this is how you foreshorten things. and Foreshortening. Yeah. I would say for you, uh, foreshortening and uh, people. We could have a lot of fun with like faces and proportions of anatomy. Like yes, and I I've, I've spent a lot of time there to make people look like actual people is yeah. very difficult. I and so yeah. I think I think we could have some fun. Absolutely, there. there's just so many fun things that we did. There's one where we um the prompt was for October to do gargoyle. And it was like one of the few prompts we both did. Yeah, isn't and, that funny? And what you did is you did a gargoyle bunny, yeah. which was just hilarious. <laughs> I tried to make him look very vicious. Very vicious with the big old teeth and yes! super big claws. <laughs> and, um, and I saw that and it's late at night. And I was like, oh, I need a gargoyle and I need it to be like intrinsically dangerous. So <laughs> I had a... a my wife has a little cactus, and I I got the cactus, and I drew the cactus, and I put big old bat wings on it. It was ah, awesome. It was amazing. I laughed. That one was so funny. And oh, I loved it. I, I, I really had fun doing that one. Yeah. And I love that you did a bunny bat. Thank you. That has turned out to maybe be my favorite thing that I've ever done, is the bunny bat. Yeah. And to I, break it down, why... 
I love it so much is that you have the organic lines and like the scraggly scruffiness because like you got the bunny ears and you got the fur. So I really like those messy lines, like kind of like that scribble moment. But I love the architectural and the, the geometric shapes that I built in the in the wings. And I was looking at a bat wing and they have these joints, but they create the stratosphere of like diamonds and triangles and they, they build these harsh lines. So for me, that juxtaposition of the fluff, the fluff with these hard lines and the, how the wing juts across, to me, it's so visually interesting and that is upside down. To look at something upside down that's supposed to be upside down, but it's still upside down. It's like, what? What am I looking at? But that's what makes bats so funny, I think. Yeah. And so that's why, I don't know. I, I, it's, you felt it. It I looks felt good. It. it looks good. It's it's something, and, that, and that's the thing that's very exciting now for me as someone who's never enjoyed what I have drawn. There's numerous things that I've drawn that, like, I like that. Like, I enjoy looking at it over and over again. I've enjoyed this bunny bat so much that it's now incorporated into something that we sell in the shop. Yeah. That I have... Cool. Isn't that... Yeah. It's just amazing that, like, when you put the work in, all of a sudden inspiration comes. Yeah. Like, yep. when, you, when you're... It's not because you feel inspired. It's because you were working that you got inspired. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how I feel. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah, so cool. Now now you can buy some of my drawings. They're they're on notebooks, which I think is so fun because, like, every time you need to write a little note or, like, shopping list or mm -hmm. idea. I call them field notebooks because I like to imagine you're going off and you're like, oh, there's this plant. And you do a little doodle of that that plant or, like, I went to this river. Or... Who doesn't love notebooks? And notebooks are the best. And, I, and then I'm like, I have this hand-drawn thing, so you can get, uh, there's a lot of them with flowers on it, but I have two that have bunny bats, and they're incorporated with the bindles that we're selling in the shop now, that they're these, Chris, I, I would imagine for Christmas, but they're mm -hmm. these gift bundles that yeah. you can buy, and, and getting one of these notebooks is part of it, and so you can, you can get one with the bunny bat, which, which I'm just so excited about. But this, that's another thing. Can I'll, I'll side tangent. I've had this idea. Well, my mom and I came up with this idea for these these hobo bindles. Bin, yeah. These so it's like a gift bundle, but it's wrapped up in a bandana, like a bindle would have been. And we've had this idea of drawing on top of these little field notebooks. That was the original idea. That was the, like, what do we fill it with? Oh, we're going to fill it with this, this, this. And then the the notebook was always the idea because hobos would have had that. Like, you would have wanted to have, like, a scratch piece of paper or a little notebook. So, like, to have a, a little, you know, notebook was not only historically accurate but fit well with the brand and fit well with the idea. And I thought, okay, this is something that will work really nicely. And who mm -hmm. doesn't want, like we said, who doesn't want this? Uh, but... We, we kept getting everything set for these bundles besides that. Because there's such an element of fear for me with my drawing. Yeah. That the idea that it's, it's not good enough and that people aren't going to like it and that, you know, there's there's just a higher element of fear when it comes to my drawing. And, it's, and, and oh no, what if I mess up and 
this $1 notebook is now ruined. <laughs> I know. Nobody I know. can write in it again. I know. And then like, my mom's like, I'll take it. Like, if you mess up, I'll just take it. I like notebooks. I don't care. And I'm like, I know. I know you would. But, like, I would know that I messed up. But also just, like, even if the finished product, like, is the finished product good enough? Right? Like, and, and so there was just this big hang up. And because we were doing this drawing every day. You felt more confident. I felt more confident because I'm like, I have to draw. That's yeah. the challenge. So I may as well draw on the dang notebook. Yeah. I may as well just draw on the notebook. And I might as well what... just fail and see what happens. Exactly. Because then at least I can post and say, ha ha, I failed at this. This is my drawing for the yeah. day. And that's, I, for me personally, you can say they look terrible. That's fine. For me, they passed. Yeah. And I'm like, I did it. And I'm like, you know what? This is kind of what I had in mind. This is. It was actually pretty close to the picture in my head. Surprisingly. This, surprisingly. Like, this is kind of what I thought was going to turn out. And I was going to keep it only florals, like only flowers, because, you know, we do all the hand dyed with, with flowers and with plants. And, you know, the bandana you get has been plant dyed. But then I'm like, I, I came up with the bunny bat. And I'm like, that is just too quirky. It's just too quacky not, not to, to not to have it. Yeah. So anyways, that's that's, that's, one, the story of the, on that's that. one of the beautiful things, though, that has come out of this 30 day challenge is I actually had the confidence to do something that I knew I could do, but I was just too scared to do it. Yeah. And because of the pressure of you have to draw every day, it came together. All right. So let me give you a story. And I said I had one get that in there megan just been overpowering I have, I have me stories too you know but now now you can tell your story I'm, yay I'm, okay i'm excited okay. about your story you teased me a little bit before we started recording i think this is the story you're gonna tell yeah but until you blindside me and tell a different story well one you actually delayed starting until the podcast dropped saying that we're going to take the challenge yeah because i like proper communication and letting letting our fan base know what's going on because otherwise they would be confused and i don't know why i just didn't start until then well that's what i I figured that was the the start and then the end would be this this oh i see well nevertheless 30 days 30 days after i started we we did fine we did fine okay (laughs) but i started drawing nice mollifying yourself yeah yeah now, I brought my sketchbook with me to work, and I, I was let I was let my compadres know I did I did this thing. Don't know how it's gonna work out. I it's a little bit um, outside of my comfort zone, you might say, and it's kind of funny because I'm talking to these guys in construction. And they're like, "So what are you trying to do?" I was like, "Oh, I want to get better at drawing." They, dude, you can't get better at drawing. Either you know how to draw, or you don't know how to draw. You've either got, or you haven't got, stars, stars, or you haven't got, if you've got it, you stand out on Single fire, you'll be the gut of 
tried many times before. Not, it's not going to happen. You can't get better at it. So, well, I don't know about that. But anyways, it doesn't matter. I'm going to draw for 30 days. And in, one of them, my bosses goes to the truck and he sees what I drew that morning. And was, he, he pulls out my sketchbook. He was like, how, how bored do you have to be to draw a hook? It was just like a hook for a chain that I drew. <laughs> like, how bored do you got to be? It's like, I know that's insulting, or at least you're trying to be insulting, but thank you very much for realizing that it's actually supposed to be a hook. So I thought that was kind of funny. And I thought it was kind of funny that you thought that you can't get better at drawing. And I have, in just a very short span of time, a month is not a long span of time, people, I've gotten better. And um, I think... Oh, absolutely. That is such such a myth i didn't hold that myth i knew i just had to do it yeah. to get better yeah i just didn't know what the in was so that drawing because okay so what what throws me off about drawing is that you have something that's three-dimensional and you're making it two-dimensional but you want it to look three-dimensional so that transfer for me in my brain is very difficult mm -hmm. so i never thought i couldn't get better i actually that's what made me the most angry about drawing is because i knew that anyone can get better. I just couldn't figure out the way to get better. And like I said, someone who's been able to teach themselves a lot of things, that was even more infuriating. Infuriating. No, it was because I couldn't figure out, I couldn't hack it. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that hold the, I can't learn to draw. Mm -hmm. You're just gifted. You can just do it. And you either got or you haven't got it. Which has perpetuated itself because of that thought schools don't teach it or a lot of schools don't take it seriously. And then it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy because then you're not like you're saying, Oh, you, you can't do it. And like yeah. art is only for the people who are really interested and already know what they're doing. Right. And we just basically let them play which, with it, which is know? kind of in a weird way, almost devalues it because then it's just when you know how to draw, it's like, Oh, well you're just gifted with that. Yeah. And so then that's not a skill and that you're saying like, Oh, well you just know how to do that. And I don't. So whatever. Yeah. It is so. Vatibel. Yeah. It's, it's vaguely, it's, it's, it's oddly psychotic because in one sense, it's like, oh, you have this amazing gift. But at the same sense, it's like, oh, it's not that important because you didn't even work at it. Mm -hmm. Right? It's a little yes. schizophrenic. It is but, a little schizophrenic. But, that, but I that's, think we like to be jealous of people and say, oh, wow, you're just gifted and you can just do that. And we like that feeling because we then. There's no pressure on us to try yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Because when we put them in a box of like, oh, they can just do that. I can't. It l allows you then to be jealous of them while also saying that you don't have to put the work into doing it. Yeah. And you may not be as naturally gifted. You may never achieve the same levels as other people. No, but and no, you'd no, never not, know that unless you try. And we've said this before. Not everyone's going to be a great artist. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try or enjoy creativity. Like you shouldn't enjoy doing creative things just because you're not going to be a full-time artist. Doesn't mean that you can't draw. doesn't mean that you can't make things. Does You know, cause I, 
I do think like we see this all the time where people like they they go to Michaels because it's their hobby, right? Like they they. It's a whole store based. Upon it's a whole that. store based upon people not doing this professionally, but doing it because they they enjoy it, you know. And on Etsy, these these kits for these making kits have exploded. Like they're so popular because people just like making and just doing something creative, right? So. And sometimes they just need a little help with certain yeah, aspects and, exactly. I, and so it's not like you, you buy an embroidery kit that you're going to be selling your embroidery and be the world's most famous embroidery it doesn't have to escalate that that much yeah <laughs> you know it doesn't have to be that big so to to draw and enjoy drawing you don't have to want to sell your art you don't have to you know want it to be gorgeous you don't have to want to post it on instagram like who, who cares like yeah you can just enjoy it for its own thing like you yeah can, and get better just because you want to get better at it yeah i had i had a blast doing it i will continue it won't be every day i know that but i i will continue doing it because i just love filling in sketchbooks next spring hopefully we'll be going on a vacation to greece and i think i'd love to keep up drawing so that when i'm there i can take those very journalistic drawings like mm, oh this is mm-hmm. uh, that's this is where we yeah. went and it will be more meaningful to you than snapping a picture i think so especially now in the day and age of the cell phone camera mm-hmm. pictures are cheap they are they're so cheap. talks cheap pictures are cheap now and yeah and the thing is is like now you could just type in where you went and get an even better quality picture yeah with less annoying tourists there yeah, exactly, because they're, you know, getting up at the crack of dawn, and they're, they're yeah. there, and it's gorgeous, and, you know, like, I was there, but this picture looks better than the one I took there. Yeah, but I don't have to suffer through that, because I can draw it, and I can... Mm-hmm. I can and you can edit. I can edit. Or you can add people there. Sometimes, yeah. actually, people being there, when it's drawn, it's not as annoying. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about drawing that makes clutter less annoying. But also, there's something about drawing, if you're the one who drew it... You're the one who's actively engaging in the space, right? Yeah. So you are, you are, memory. it's more of a memory and you are more present in that moment yeah. and you're taking more in. Whereas if you snap a photo, the lines of what you're drawing, of what's there, don't really have any input into you, right? Yeah. You, so when you snap a picture, anybody could have snapped that picture who had that technology. Mm-hmm. Now, the framing might have been slightly different, and I'm not trying to take away the art of photography. But what I'm trying to say is that for the average person, anybody could have taken that photo Mm -hmm. when you're on vacation. Whereas when you draw something, what you are drawing becomes a part of you, Mm -hmm. and you become a part of what you drew. And that's all put down there on that piece of paper. Yeah. And that's the really, that's and that wh- is, that is what you have on the paper is only what you could have done in that moment. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I think it's, it's one of the best journalistic forms out there. I, that's what I really have come to appreciate about yeah. it. It's, it's my journal, but yeah. it's more fun than reading me say, and we had a beautiful sunrise today. There was colors of pink and magenta. I don't mm-hmm. even know how to spell magenta. So that would be a hang up right there. Yeah. Let's go M A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, to that point, that was something that I wanted to try doing when we went to Traverse City in July. Yeah. Go, go in July. Uh, that's my favorite memory is when we were in the cigar bar and I drew a bunch of you. I didn't draw yeah. everyone, but I, I drew a bunch of us. Yeah. And. Those are still some of my favorites that I've done, and I so enjoyed 
doing it. And like you said, I want to grow my skills so that when I'm out and about, I can draw more architectural and like make it more clean and I don't know. I don't know what I want, but I want to be, the biggest thing I want is to be more confident that I can just sit on the ground and be drawing and let everybody look at me and let everybody, and just take up space because when you're drawing, you're going to take up more space and click and move on, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing, right? To take up space and to be in that moment and to be there. That's, that's what exactly what you're saying is you're going to enjoy that and have that memory more, but it's also kind of embarrassing. It's also kind of embarrassing because Nobody else is doing it. Yeah. I think it's really funny because I've heard that more. The people telling you to be more present in life. But nobody ever gives you actual ways to be more present. They're just like, slow down and smell the roses. But like... Draw a rose. Yeah. That's going to get you in the present. Yeah. That's going to be so engrossing. Like you're going to be so there that you're going to be able to tune everything out. But there is that gut reaction of, oh, don't tune out. Don't... You're taking up space. Oh, you're, you know, in somebody's way. And I'm like, people can move around you. And people people can look at you and think you're weird. That's okay. Yeah, but that's not even usually what happens. If you're in an art museum and you're sketching there... Most people think that's really cool. That brings they, do. Back, they they think that's really cool that they're bringing back the vibes of what art galleries used to be, which yeah. was where people learned to draw. Mm-hmm. I mean, still now, if you're an art student, you're gonna go and you're gonna yeah. at least draw in one gallery one time. But it used that's, to be full used, of people doing that. Yes. Yes, and also like that, people of a higher class would have done more drawing. And yes. more painting. Like, that would have been something. And that was something also that women were allowed to do, right? That was, some like, a, a good pursuit for upper-class women were drawing and painting. So you would have seen more people just doing that for enjoyment. Yeah. Get back to your roots, people. Draw stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I yeah, and I, this was a form of entertainment, I think, too. Like, you have to keep busy doing something because there's no phone to suck the, the life and the time out of you. <laughs> yeah, but we've talked about this many times, even in our early podcasts, about being generative. And that's the cool thing about when you draw something, you're adding something to the world. Mm-hmm. And not so much when you just snap a picture. Yeah. If you're even going to snap a picture, like there's... Yeah. Maybe snapping a picture is more generative than looking at a picture that somebody else took. Yeah, but and I, I mean, like the the picture can can help you that if you honestly do not have the time to uh, sit there and draw there. Like, let's say you you absolutely cannot. Like, you're, you're even like you're drawing, or yeah. even if you're driving and like there's this beautiful vista and you're at a, a a red light, you snap a picture of it to come back to it later. Yeah. We're not encouraging well, snapping like pictures and driving. You're in, you're in the passenger side. Ah, yes, of course. Or, or you're driving. You're like, wife, please, quick, take a picture. Hurry, take it, take it now. Oh, that's the wrong angle. Take the different angle. Ah, and then you drive off. That that that's more likely what's going to happen. Yes. Uh, so you do that right, and you can come back to it. That's my example of that. You can't stop and, and draw. That's kind of extreme. Wow. Okay, so. Anyways, <laughs> you can take a picture and then come back and draw it. And pictures can remind you. Pictures are really good touchstones of, of memory. Like, I think they, they really help. Like, and they, they bring back, the, they bring the stories back up because, like, you, you're so inundated with, with memories, right? And so then looking back, you're like, oh, yeah, this is what we did and this is what happened. And, you know, it can be good. Whereas 
I, I think once you draw something completely, you're not going to forget it. Yeah, because it, it's now really in your bones, mm-hmm. in your in your sinew, in your muscle. Yeah. There, there's another thing, too, I wanted to pull out of your story that I thought was interesting. Okay. Besides the you can't get better at drawing. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that he said, why would you draw that? There's no value in drawing that. I think that's really fascinating because that gets back to kind of my hang-up as, as a child. I had these big, ambitious ideas of what I wanted to draw, and I wasn't content to draw... Simple things? The simple thing, like the cube or the like just the pot. or like. And you were always much more content to just draw anything. Whereas, like, me, I had to have the, the, this big, complicated thing going on. I don't right? know. I don't know why, but I just... I could and draw. Now, I, could, now yeah. I enjoy it. Now I'm like, you know what? Things are beautiful, and when you draw it, you can make it even more beautiful. And like when you're really noticing your surroundings. So now I love it. Yeah. To to look at everything and like, how would that look drawn? Like I behind you, there's a tripod leaning against the wall, and I'm like, it's a plastic tripod that was twenty bucks from Amazon, but it's really cool. Like it has like a robotic face staring at me, and it's got these weird angles jutting out from the toggles that adjust the height and then there's these strong lines and you know like you could make that really interesting but then you could say why would you draw a tripod it so that to me i find it interesting like are people like also setting up these barriers of like not only can i not draw yeah but i don't know what to draw that is good enough what's worthy to to be drawn yes but whereas if you look at it Everything is a part of God's creation, and when you take the time to draw it, you actually get hit with this new sense of wonder. Exactly. So that hook is worth drawing. Yeah. And it's worth drawing again. Oh, I'd love to draw it again. Right? And you could draw it at every angle. Oh, actually, it was actually such a cool, when you start to look at it, it's so cool because there's all these different angles and how they curve into each other because Mm -hmm. when you look at something that closely, you think a hook and you just imagine a hook shape in your mind and it's very simple but when you're actually paying attention to it there's all these different curves and all these different surfaces and textures too because it's a little bit rusty here and here it's worn smooth and here it has a groove worn into it you realize how complex even the simple things are in yes and you you see the complexity of of god that that he has made this earth with so many layers and that even simple man-made things like a hook through time and and all of it like it's just has all these layers to it and that you can contemplate something so deeply and and for so long even though it's just a tool it's just it's just a hook but it's but it's there's so many depths to plumb there yeah and uh, we just stra- scratched the surface in just 30 days. And yeah, I think we we're going to continue on. Yeah, we're going to keep doing the, the 30 days. Yeah, and I have to ask people if they if they want me to keep posting or if they're sick of it. I, I do think with the 30 days, I, I think now I want to, I have the itch to maybe do a bigger, complete, like more like a shaded, complete drawing. And I'm going to give myself more time for that. Because, like, there's there's some drawings that I did that I'm like, oh, if I just gave myself half an hour instead of five minutes, this would have looked better. So I think 
going forward, I'm, my drawing every day might be part of a bigger project. So it's like, oh, today I spent 10 minutes on my project, you know, day two of the same yeah. project. So I thought it would be fun if I pick my favorites of what you did and you pick favorites of what I did. Oh, okay. So do you, sure thing. Do yeah. You, who, yeah. Who wants to go? Who wants to go first? I have an easy time. And this is the Bat Bunny. The Bat Bunny wins. Yeah, I think he's a na 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 Bat Bunny. That's so funny. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Any any others that you want to? Um, I thought you had just. I I do like the ink when when you work in ink. I think you had a really nice touch to it. Oh, thanks. And um, yeah. And just some of the things are just that you did were the fact that you had a gargoyle bunny and just some of the inventive quirkiness things you did. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I I, I yeah. actually have really enjoyed the mashup. Yeah. So I want to do more of those because I'm like, that was actually really fun to yeah. do, do a mashup. Exactly. I think it's interesting that botanicals are your comfort zone because I, of course, didn't have a comfort zone going into this. And I found out that I just really did enjoy drawing the botanicals there's there's one i did um of a plant we named george yeah that one turned out so good and i just really enjoyed doing that one i think what's fun about plants is because they have such clear contour lines which is the lines on the outside Mm -hmm. and you can go as detailed or not exactly and plants have a lot of detail lines so that you can you just follow the outside lines but then you can like fill in with the what are they called? Like the vein? I always think of them as veins. Yeah. The the veins of yeah. the leaf and everything yeah. like that. So those, they're, they're really fun to do yeah. contour drawing, but they're a little bit more detailed than what people typically yeah. think of contour drawings. So what was your favorite of mine? Oh, you had, can I, see, I can't, I'm, I have a terrible memory, uh, but there was one that I really, really liked. I know the hook was one. I mean, your gargoyle was hilarious. Like that was so good, and your your tripping one. Oh, it was your pipe. I would say probably my favorite was your pipe and match one because you mixed pencil with ink, and it looks so interesting. And I love your matches, like the way that they're crisscrossed, and you got the bowl of the pipe so well. Like your perspective and everything is so good on this one. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think maybe the pipe one's my favorite. That one I put maybe the most time into. See, isn't that interesting? Um, actually, your stuff at the at the um the Muppet exhibit was really good. Oh, thank you. But no. Waka 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 waka. Hey, you're a great crowd. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. George the plant, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Oh yeah, and your wheelbarrow that you did from your brain that made me mad. Why did that make you mad? Uh, Because I'm not very good at drawing stuff from my head. And so, uh, especially, like, harsh lines, like, harsher 3D man-made things. Okay. Like, I feel like I could fudge a flower, no problem, right? Uh, But... Things with very distinct form? Yeah. Okay. I I have a harder time with that. Maybe I've just been around more wheelbarrows than you have. I think that's probably what it is, too, because you know what they look... And you use them more regularly. Me, I'm just like, oh... One wheel in the front. I think what's really funny is that I actually, if you look at the wheelbarrow I drew from memory, is it's it's wrong. It's it's not like how most wheelbarrows are made. Oh really? Yeah, 
Um, yep. It's it's just not proper. So the, it looks cute. So the outside handles are supposed to run at an angle all the way to the front wheel. Okay. And this wheel is just hanging out in the front there. With just it's a little, cute though. Yeah. I like the little squat tree that you you put in That's there. That's actually an apple tree uh, grown in the Espalier uh, fashion. Aww. Where, yeah. Love it. So, so my favorite that I did is you you just passed it. Is, is your fist? Is my fist? Your fi- I was I was that turned out really good. I was. You I got was, a lot of energy into that one. Yeah, like I did. That one like it really emotes like a hand gripping because it's it's yeah. weird with drawing like you can get something that looks correct and not have Any it feel em- correct yeah because like this one fe- like you can feel that it's it's gripping it feels like a tight clenched fist yeah no i i loved i love that one and there was one i had a lot of fun with and i was i was driving my wife in the car and the car is bouncing along on our michigan roads right and basically i was using the the vibration of the vehicle to like move my pencil my pen along yeah and i love the distorted proportions and the textures that you got yeah on this one this one is very style driven i would say and yeah. i like it yeah. i like your style man god oh you haven't got Yeah, well, she was dressed very stylish, and she she yeah, was. That, so, that's true. Yeah. She was actually sporting Ducks Never Waver. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's not in the shop. It was custom. Custom work. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, but it made for a really interesting uh, picture, and like with the the beret that she was wearing. Yeah. Uh, so that one turned out. I liked that one a lot. Actually, your Van Gogh copy, both of them. Yeah, I had so much fun co- after we went to the Van Gogh show. I had so much fun um, copying mm-hmm. his his work, and it was. Just I should do very, that. It was so relaxing because following a picture is much easier than in following yeah. trying to see something in three D and transvert it. Yeah. But it was also just he has such great composition already. Yep. So then just to kind of relax and yeah. kind of copy what somebody else already did that was good. Yeah, and that's like a it's like a gentle way of learning. Yeah. Because you're you're relaxing and then you just like small those little things are going to start growing in your brain and I, yeah. I think that's why art students go and and copy the masters, right? No, and then yeah. just looking back on it here now, I, it's it's better. I always have this with anything I draw and you said this too, but like when you look back at it after a little bit of time to me, it looks better. Oh, I, yeah. I forget oh, yeah. all the things that are imperfect about it, yeah. and I just, I just enjoy it for what it is. Absolutely. I mean, I have a, I have a closet of, of, I, I guess it would be purgatory for, for projects because <laughs> when I'm finished a project, it's basically in hell. But then I, I stick it in the purgatory closet, and then after time, I'm like, oh, it's actually good. You can, you can come out of purgatory now. <laughs> Maybe it's not good theology, but it well, works for projects. Maybe somebody's in the mood to read Dante's uh, Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradise, yeah. Paradiso. Yeah, Paradiso. Uh, re- read that again. I I, I actually kind of have a hankering for it. Yeah, and a little. Is that kind of weird? But you have to do it in the original uh, Italian. Oh, okay. Apparently, if it's in English, it's no good. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I, I guess I'll just have to suffer through the, the okay. English. What was your favorite that you did? What was my favorite that I did? Okay. I am 
I really liked, I did a skull with sunflowers around it. Mm -hmm. And it's more that the idea that I really like than the execution. I do like the execution, but I did it completely from my, my memory. Mm -hmm. So I think if I had an actual skull picture or an actual skull to look at and actual sunflowers to look at, uh, it would work better. But this one was kind of inspired by Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah. And there's one early on, I think pretty early on, that I did of the the two bunnies, Dorothy and, and Agatha. And one's on a box and one's on the ground. And that's that one turned out so, so precious, cute. I don't know what the word the word is for it. I think the bunny ones are my favorite. So I did one where I kind of like broke it down to its basic shapes, which is harder than you might think because with all the floof, it's hard to know what the shape actually is. It just is a mop. That's the basic so shape. So it's basically just a blob with a face. Mm -hmm. So I did one where I, I did it in, in pen and it's very much the, the, I don't know what you would call that, like broken down style of mm -hmm. just the, the basic shapes. And then the one that where I did kind of a more scruffy, scribbly style, which I think is kind of developing into what I like to do, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Because it makes me really happy to see the results. And like when I do caricature drawings, like, you know, portraits, but not really, it's, you know, like, like yeah. I did in Traverse, uh, those really energetic kind of scruffy, lots of scribbly lines. I really enjoy doing it. And not only do I enjoy doing it, I enjoy looking at it again. Yeah. Well, that's what I think is so cool about this exercise of drawing every day is it's so much easier to start picking out what you like to do. Yes. And what you like to look yeah, at. Yeah, so if, and... you're, if, if you're someone who already draws, but you're like, I don't have a style and I don't have a voice. And like, if you do every day, if you draw every day, mm -hmm. you will find it. You'll develop it. And if you copy people and if you just, honestly, if you just draw more. It's going to come out. Like, you're going to figure it out. And like I said, like, I never thought... Well, I did kind of think. <laughs> but like, I didn't think I could control my scribbles. But to be able to, like, have those energetic, frantic lines almost and have them work because I know when to clean it up and where to, like, put some emphasis but also have them, you know, illusions of, of shading or whatever... Uh, no, I think this this might be my favorite one with the with the two two bunnies, and one's on a box and one's one's on the ground. That's I think probably the favorite one. Nice. Yeah. So good good times actually. I'm impressed. I, this this went, was a really fun challenge. This went right way better than I thought it was going to. This was it was in a certain sense easier than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but we also had two other challenges on top of it if you go back to to our last challenge video and that was not smart because you can't build more than one habit <laughs> at a time i have learned so it's stay tuned for those other challenges stay, stay tuned i i think those those need to be modified and i think we learned that even if it is something as simple as drawing for like five minutes a day building that habit is difficult uh, yeah, it honestly is. And to say, oh, I'm going to build two new habits and have another new project on the side, uh, that was a bit foolish. Yeah, you can or only do over, so much. Overly people. ambitious. And that's another, maybe this needs to be another challenge. 
where it's more of the ethereal kind, mental kind, is as how to set realistic expectations. How to make a to-do list that you actually know that you can accomplish in a day. Because I am the worst that I write things that I fully think that I should be able to do and then I'm able to get one of them done. Yeah. And then you're like, why am I so bad at getting work done? And I'm like, no, it's just because you had unrealistic expectations. Yeah. You just belittled how much time it takes and you belittled how difficult it is. You, you know, belittle like that your body only gives you so many hours to work and then the rest you you are just toast. That's a whole other project we could do with coming up with to-do lists. I kind of would like to do a challenge where it's less of a finished product. Like it's more mindset based. Changing your mind. I don't know because I think it would be challenge. Like, think it would be challenging. Uh, I think it would be difficult to figure out how do you get to the goal. Because like drawing every day, you draw every day, right? That is the. But when you you want to set realistic goals for yourself, how do you set the barriers and learn how to do that? Mm-hmm. So I think the challenge in that is figuring out how to learn the habit, and then you build the habit. The habit of habit building. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good title. We'll, we'll get but to that one, folks. That's, that's one I'm racking my brain on. So if you guys have any ideas, please let us know. Because <laughs> I, I don't know how to have realistic goals. So anyways, I would say for you, though, if you're trying to struggle with realistic goals out there in internet land um, and you want to build new habits, plural, start with one. Give that one, give yourself two to three months, honestly. Yes. Uh, and especially if it's a habit you've never had before. I think if you, and, in the past, like a year ago, I had drawn every day for six months and then I had a year where I didn't, I think it would be way easier. But since I'm starting from scratch of not drawing every day, it's it's going to take a while, I think, for it to actually be a solid habit. And then I can build up to another habit and some habits are harder to build than others just realize that yeah and your own personality is going to drive that yeah. much more than yeah. anything else yeah people because can't say. because some people love to have the habit of working out because they love to work out mm-hmm. so it's a very easy habit to build yeah. whereas other people hate it and will almost always hate it yeah they can find ways to hate it less but they might always hate working out so that's going to be a hard habit to build yes yep or just the habit of reading your bible or the habit of putting your phone away at certain times or you know whatever that habit is it's it's going to depend on how hard like it's going to depend on you how hard it is to set it in stone but they i think it's typically 30 days is a good start two months actually makes it a habit and then three to four months makes it habitual yeah this is another way of saying a habit but like more solidified like the teeth brushing scenario well just think how long it takes a child to learn how to brush their teeth and have it as a habit really long time really long time really long time and it's it's very simple and it takes two minutes yes that's what the dentist says two minutes twice a day yeah four minutes of your life yeah down the drain yes literally (laughs) ha And with that, we've taken an hour and a half of your time. Woohoo! Thank you for listening. Be pleasant. 
We hope you have enjoyed the Ducks Never Waver lunch break. If you would like to fill your senses with more Ducks Never Waver goodness, you can feast your eyeballs on Instagram and Facebook. Touch some of our beautiful pieces that we will ship right to your door by ordering them through Etsy. Or you can continue hearing us on this magnificent culmination of auditory recordation. Donation buckets are in the description for you to invest in the betterment of this podcast. We will work diligently to read and present interesting topics. Your hard-earned money will be joyously and gratefully spent to improve your lunch break. Want to keep your hard-earned money? And who doesn't? You can still support us and yourself by rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing this here podcast with all the other ducks in your life. Stay quacky.